Hello everyone, welcome to What is Covenants? Specialized Pastor Care Services, Christian Counseling Ministry with... I have to take a deep breath. I'm getting old. Carolyn Barnett. Really, I had to like put a lot of energy in that. So the deep breath helped me to get <laughs> the energy going to say that. And they play. Hi, Carolyn. <laughs> Hello. Carolyn, have you ever heard of the word skeered? Mmm. Well, I'm going to say yes because we live in a rural community. And to me, the first thing that comes to my mind is a very countryfied version of scared. Yes. Well, they used to. It's not so popular scared. anymore. These days... I'm scared. Getting, I'm getting old, so I don't know how many scared. decades. It could be decades now, not scared. only years. It could be decades ago that it was somewhat popular. But I saw a license plate that I had not seen in a while. And on it, it only had the word scared. It had ain't no scared or ain't scared or something ain't like scared. that. Yes. Hmm. And... Interesting. And of course, the play on that was there was in the same sort of dimension and way this kind of phrase, no fear, mm -hmm. that we used to have. And, oh, yeah. I don't know what that all was about, but ain't scared is what I think it's really was one of the play. And of course, it reminded me of all of this. And then I thought, well, you know, that's a good question I could ask Carolyn. Ain't scared. What are you scared of? <laughs> wow. Okay. To get the, not only the vernacular correct, but I guess the proper accentuation. Hmm. Hmm. Are you scared of anything? <laughs> oh, my kids will say I'm scared of spiders. <laughs> um, and I had to defend my point of view the other night and said that I was no longer scared of stink bugs or scared, whatever. <laughs> hmm. How do you always have these questions for me that I'm not ready for? Because <laughs> um, that's the beauty of it, right? Yeah, I mean, I it gives us a, it, it gives us a fresh start mm -hmm. on everything. We kind of shuffle it all up and well, you know, catch off guard. I don't, uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I don't, but you play along well. And that's my, uh, again, thank you. There's no uh, benefit in me giving you fake answers. <laughs> I wouldn't want you to. Right. Neither would our podcast Well, listeners. and I could play along and I'd be like, oh, I'm scared of this. I'm scared of that. But I am just to the point where time is of the essence. And I feel... I need to be more bold, more honest, more truthful in my answers. So when you ask me questions that catch me off guard, I really do try to honestly, honestly answer them. Well, but, and you hopefully <laughs> at this point you know that any setup doesn't mm -hmm. have any ill intent. Right. In, uh, involved in. <laughs> Yes, but there's the temptation. And there are questions that we all ask ourselves. We just may not want to admit them. Right, exactly. But and, and that's where I think the beauty of it is, is because I want to admit those things to our podcast listeners because there are those that are thinking the same thing I'm thinking, and maybe they think they're the only ones thinking that. So um, it's funny that you said that because I listened to this. 
It's titled Litany of Trust this morning on the Hollow app, which is a new app for me. And if you've watched any of the chosen, um, the guy that plays Jesus does several things on there on the Hello app. And there's different things on there that they talked about that I would trust him in. So I guess I could just name them off. Um, things I'm afraid of. Hmm. <laughs> things I'm scared of. Well, I guess anybody, a common answer would be the future. Um, you know, things that the unknown, um, I think that's probably like a blanket statement. <laughs> the unknown, I don't know what will happen, you know, with your life, your family, your health, your work. I mean, all kinds of things. But, um, yeah, I think that pretty much covers it all. <laughs> a well, fear of the unknown. <laughs> well, and that is not only a very broad sort I know. of fear. I can give you we call specific that, answers. We call but... Clinically, within more psychological terms, we call that generalized anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, thanks. <laughs> right. Where's my prescription? <laughs> I know. Leave it up to leave it up to a professional to yeah. take all the I fun. I don't really have all the okay. fun right out of the conversation. So that's like if I had if some if I had to give you an answer. But do I sit around and and dwell Much on being afraid you, of the future? Carolyn, no. has made you mad. As in crazy. I'm thinking about, I think it's Festus and the Apostle Paul mm-hmm. and King Agrippa mm-hmm. and Paul's telling about Jesus and all this thinking, Paul, it drove you crazy. Your answers are always complete and thorough and well thought out. Well, but if you go there... Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, where do I grab a hold of something? Where's the handle on this, like, generalized anxiety or the unknown? Can yeah. I read something before you answer that? Go ahead. Okay. 1 John chapter 4, starting with verse 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us, because he hath given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and he hateth his brother, is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. Ain't scared. I should have known we was going to that verse. No fear. But there's a lot of other stuff in there. Mm-hmm. So, now you can answer the question hmm. or make your comment. Oh, I would love to give out a bunch of specific things, but um, <clears throat> what am I scared of? <laughs> that I won't listen, that I won't do what he's asking me to do. Um, 
of losing people. I have my mom left. Of things happening that I don't want to happen. You know, um, I'm not in control of my body to a certain extent. Those are all things kind of, you know, that I thought about when I was doing that litany of trust this morning when they were naming off different things that we would trust God with. So, you know, your health, your relationships, your um, your family, your work, your you know, all your purpose, all those things. So, yeah, there's more, but that's a little bit more specific for you. <laughs> well, certainly I think the case could be made that as much as there is such a thing as generalized anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, like a free-floating anxiety. We're afraid mm-hmm. of everything. Uh, generally speaking... The, I don't think I'm afraid of everything. Well, <laughs> in, in a big way, though, because you may say, well, I'm not afraid of this or that, but you don't know if this or that may in some manner get kind of caught up in the also unknowns mm-hmm. of all mm-hmm. the situation circumstances and end up killing you. I've heard so many people that have died of simply accidents, and I'm sure the puddle mm-hmm. on the sidewalk or mm-hmm. the curb mm-hmm. or the rise in the sidewalk mm-hmm. where you know the two parts of the sidewalk are kind of breaking up here mm-hmm. not too. A lot. You got to watch your step Mm because it's easy to trip. But people trip, fall, and kill themselves. Yeah, they hurt themselves. I mean, I know that sounds a little out there, (laughs) right? But those are the—that's the reason. You—you just there's so many possibilities, right? right. That you don't know. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I meant by the unknown. Like, there's so many things you can't really. I mean, I could, like I said, I could name a bunch of things, but this just, we don't know. Well, even if you could prepare yourself and say, well, this is it, phobias now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is it. This is the thing I'm going to be afraid of Mm -hmm. because I could be afraid of this and I can control it completely and totally Mm -hmm. because it's so easy. It's a chair. Mm -hmm. You know, then you get neurotic, right? Mm -hmm. You avoid chairs. You avoid sitting (laughs) in chairs. You got to have your chair, a certain kind of chair, positioned a certain way. Then we get into such things as agoraphobia, Mm -hmm. which is the fear of fear itself because there's really no answer to fear except I think the apostle John is saying there is an answer Mm -hmm. but you know he's got to frame it properly for us I think to really understand it because if we're not careful we're going to get caught up in all of those material dimensions to the extent we're going to miss the real message Mm -hmm. and I do think that's the beauty of the podcast too it's hard for me I don't know about you you think well you're going to lead us you know you're going to set up all the questions and the (laughs) contingencies of the conversation and I do have a thought in mind but you know it is very difficult at times even for me to stay on point with the point Mm. but I think John is setting this up properly even in this specific passage because he's saying all the material stuff you can focus on all of that stuff Mm -hmm. and you'll have not only generalized anxiety but you'll have phobias and potentially agoraphobia to go along with it and really agoraphobia is not only the fear of fear but agoraphobia keeps people from leaving their home Mm -hmm. They, you can't live your life from your house. You could try to live your life from your house. Yeah. You could try to live your life from your room. You could try to live your life. Get back to the chair. That, that's why we should be afraid of chairs. You could try to live your life from that one chair in your bedroom in front of your computer mm-hmm. and spend, or the screen or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and spend your entire existence there. And it will, I promise you, it will not only steal. <laughs> 
much of the energy. Remember, took that deep breath earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, God breathed upon them, brought life into things mm-hmm. by His breath. But it will not only steal so much of your life, but it will be ultimately your death, and you could die in that chair mm-hmm. and never ever experience life. Right. Now, this is all clinical, and I'm mm-hmm. approaching it from a psychological, and I want to take nothing away from the Bible. Because adult, that's we're here about the Bible, right? But at the same time, though, I think people need to understand, regardless of how you look at this thing, fear ain't no good. <laughs> and I've got permission. This whole podcast, I'm going to use the word "ain't" <laughs> to be scared, <clears throat> scared. Excuse me. There's no good reason to be afraid, mm-hmm. except that you would make one up. You could contrive it. Okay, let me. Throw this point out there. So God created, I'm going to use the word created, the emotion or the feeling of fear because there are healthy fears, right? I mean, you feel like somebody's going to, I don't know, hit you with a car or something, you get scared. There's healthy fears. So I don't know that, I mean, we have to look at it that way, that God created it. We're allowed to feel it. So, I think we have to look at it in context. I thought about that. I was like, I'm going to try not to hit my ring on the table, and then I did it. Um, that There's no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear. I've read that verse a lot. But um, I think that there's we can take that in fix and fashion it in a healthy way. Well, and I think that context is the -hmm. only way that you can fix and fashion it because it is true, we live in this world, and it is Mm -hmm. true, something can kill you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it could be anything. That's what we've declared. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. Mm -hmm. Not only truth, there's a lot of truth to that. So it's what fear. So it's what we're afraid of. It's how we react and and respond to that. That can be your context for your life. Your whole life can be, it's called PTSD. Your whole life can mm-hmm. be based on that first and most major of fears. And everybody's got one. Mm-hmm. You know, that first sort of brush with, oh no, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to die here mm-hmm. kind of experience. That's trauma. We all have one. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't all get the diagnosis of PTSD, and there's certainly other situations. I don't take nothing. I don't want to take anything. That's the proper grammar. I ain't and nothing <laughs> away from that fact. Mm-hmm. But the first brush with fear is rejection. It's mm-hmm. abandonment. It's that idea, again, psychological kind of context, mm-hmm. attachment and abandonment. Mm-hmm. And what is love for a child? It's nurturance. Mm-hmm. It's someone there to take care of you. It's someone to keep you warm, someone to keep you warm. Mm-hmm. And though you may not necessarily, as a child, really be able to kind of pinpoint that on a particular, mm-hmm. you get old enough, all of a sudden you begin to conditionally, as they say, attach things around you mm-hmm. with that feeling because you're 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 trying to identify and that's the place to be and you mm-hmm. know it seems like home and it seems like mom and dad and it seems like brother or sister could be a family pet <laughs> that, that is if it all went well mm-hmm. and if it all goes badly then you're going to attach that and that gets that phobic level that's what humans do mm-hmm. but that's what Paul not Paul John is the apostle John is trying to challenge us with it is normal for children to do that. Mm-hmm. 
And if you've got a great mom and dad, that's fantastic, right? At least it helps. It may not be fantastic because one day they're going to die. They're not going to be there in that right. attachment. They're going to abandon you. They're not, mm-hmm. The love is going to the risk. You're going to risk losing love. That Jesus and the disciples, the disciples had to go through a similar experience with Jesus. Mm-hmm. They'd have fixed all of their experience with this perfect love of God on Jesus, and then Jesus left them. Right. He said, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm not going to abandon you. I'm going to leave the Holy Spirit, the comforter, mm-hmm. to help you. But I think that's what we're all afraid of. And I think that's what John is trying to tell us. But until you can get to that point that you understand what this is all about, and particularly the verse. i got to read it again. Mm-hmm. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. He affirms that. He that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. That's the right foundation. That's the right mm-hmm. context. Mm-hmm. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Now, I read that because there's a couple of words there that we've already used even before I got to the passage. You did boldness, uh, judgment. Mm-hmm. Really, that's what we're talking about. The human apparatus is horrible at judging things. It's implicitly biased because our first experiences are all materialistic and we don't have the, the mental capacity of abstract thought and imagery mm-hmm. and thinking about these deeper things or these deeper things resonating in a mental sort of way. Not a heart way, a mental sort of way. Mm-hmm. All we could do is measure it by what we touch, taste, feel, see, mm-hmm. and our very literal sort of capacity to think concretely Not in abstract, but concrete terms will allow us to process. But developmentally, hopefully you get to the point where you do get abstract thought and you can grasp some of these concepts. Mm -hmm. But he's he's speaking to, I think, John, the principle that in judgment, there's going to be two judgments. We're all going to first judge it as a child. And we're going to judge it in that way that I tried to set it up. Not completely, Mm -hmm. not thoroughly, not perfectly itself. In that parent-child sort of way, family sort of way, early experiences in life, attachment, abandonment, trauma sort of way. But when you get to be an adult, you've got to put away those childish Mm -hmm. things. You can't live Mm -hmm. in that context because it's a false one. (laughs) And and you could try to run from the fear Mm -hmm. that seems to go along with the journalized anxiety. That the reality is you will not only one day be alone... The people that you've associated with love are going to pass on and, and not be with you. Mm-hmm. The things that you love and like the most. Let's just stay here on the Mount of Transfiguration. Mm-hmm. It's perfect up here. No, yes. Jesus is going to leave. But he has to because you're not going to get the Holy Spirit until that object, that security object, mm-hmm. leaves. Mm-hmm. And I know that is conditional object. That that's, doesn't sound right. And it doesn't sound fair, and we could cut a lot of slack in innocence to people who still want to believe that. And it's okay to believe that. And you can do those traditions, you know, those things that are really, really important to you, that give you that sense, mm-hmm. that always those objects that... But <laughs> go to the last verse of First John 5, the very last verse. Yeah. 
Could you please read it first? I'm trying. Yes. You've already highlighted <laughs> all your comments. <clears throat> Five. I changed the the translation. First John. What happened? Okay, where are we at? The Five. Very the very last <laughs> verse of First John. Five. Yes. Okay, I was in four. Um, the very last verse of five. Dear children, keep yourselves from idols. No. You said four. You said five. No, no, you you're right. Four. No, no, stay oh, okay. right there. Say okay. it again. So, dear children, keep yourselves from idols. What is an idol? <laughs> it's all these things we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's chairs, it's houses, it's churches, it's pews. There's people who are so loyal to the particular place they put their butt every Sunday. If you come in and sit down at their place, you are in trouble, mm-hmm. even a visitor. Visitors get, okay, talk about slack. Visitors can get a lot of slack, at least they used to. <laughs> but it could be anything. It could be buildings. It could be people. There's nothing wrong with loving people and having attachment. You can't, though, let that, as it might run the risk of all of this that I think John's chasing out. What did he say again, that last verse? Dear children, keep yourself from idols. That's what it's all about. Now, he could have started there. <laughs> you could say, don't idol, make anything an idol, because it's going to pass away. Don't make even a person, a, you don't make Jesus an idol. Mm-hmm. It won't work for you. Jesus didn't even make himself an idol. Mm-hmm. God made sure there was no Polaroid pictures back in Jesus' day. <laughs> God made sure that Jesus, though we understand him and we can capture a bit of or catch a bit of what he might have looked like, what was the chosen? Don't let the chosen, or what was the app? Hello. Don't let that become an item. It's good. It's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. It's failed, though. Because the only thing that matters the most is God's perfect love. And you tell me what that looks like without using material description. Hmm. Carol. Without using material description? God's perfect something, love? Something in this world that might run the risk of being an idol. Let's <clears throat> put it that way. Oh. <laughs> Where do I begin? <laughs> I mean, we can literally make an idol out of anything, but... Um, we do. Let's go... All with, of us do. Let's go with our children. We put them... I like to call it the pedestal, you know, it's the idol. Um, people that come to see me, we talk about that, about what's, what's on the pedestal. And there's only room for one. And even that, even that, what we just said about making Jesus an idol, it uh, kind of reminds me of how people um, are about the Bible. And please hear me right when I say this. But even Jesus' followers didn't have a little King James Version they carried around. So we can make an idol out of lots of things, um, but yeah, relate people, celebrities. I mean, there's all kinds of things we can make idols of. Even even innocently, yes. Brother John, yes. pastor of such and such yes. church, he's amazing. You know, come, that, you got to come hear him. And preach. that's when <laughs> the trouble begins because mm-hmm. that's what John then says in 20 first John 4 20 if a man say I love God and hated his brother and get this it's very literal he is a liar for he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen how can he love whom God whom he hath not seen and this commandment mm-hmm. have we from him that he who loveth God love his brother also but the literal part is 
if a man say, I love God. Because mm-hmm. if you say you love God and then you get into fights with your brother, you've got it wrong, not only because it's wrong to fight with your brother, you can look at it that way, transactionally, but it's not that. It's you've got this messed up. You're not there yet. <laughs> you're still loving. You're still making something an idol. Now, my wife will never believe this when I say this. <laughs> I've, already, I've already tried this. It doesn't work. I'm angry at you because I love you. I'm upset with you because I put you on a pedestal and you're my idol. I really want you to do this for me because I think you're perfect love. You said you loved me perfectly. You said you wanted to accept me the way I am. Mistake number one. You're judging me. How can you judge me? I don't know. Am I doing the indignation part well enough? I'm hurt. I am hurt. Mm -hmm. I'm risking abandonment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My idol doesn't love me anymore. They think I'm awful. They've seen all my bad stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they don't like me anymore. And when you go there, (laughs) then really what you've done is you've created the perfect scenario to spend your whole life in that chair. It's not Mm -hmm. in front of a TV screen. But you could stay right there Mm -hmm. and live in that forever. Simply because you've made something an idol. Now, if you look at her and say, well, you know, I know what you are, and I ain't going to put you on that pedestal. No that don't feel good either. See, I'm getting right. into the, the slang, right. the vernacular. Yes. Because really, I'm a southern boy. <laughs> really not a southern boy. I'm a hick. <laughs> I'm a redneck from wherever. Yeah. The point is, though, I try very hard to use proper you English. You do. You do. I always feel like a hick when we're on the podcast. <laughs> But tell them that. <clears throat> the one that is your keeper. Mm-hmm. That like you're, this is the one you're going to keep forever. Mm-hmm. The keeper. Mm-hmm. The one that you're going to love forever. Mm-hmm. The one that you stood up in front of however many came to your wedding. If you should have had a wedding yeah. and should have actually been brave enough to make a public promise. See, that's where we're going to. People don't get married these days because not because they, they believe in love, but they don't want that commitment that goes with it. Because right. when you make a public promise... Mm-hmm. Then if you're going to back out of it, you've got to then judge it a lot. Then you've got to present all the evidence of why you're the evil one. I'm not. Mm-hmm. And even if it's irreconcilable differences, just go a little deeper. Get a little few more people, a little more, a few more people, more people involved, a little more people involved. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, on your side. it's a three ring circus. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Churches go through that too. That's how churches get divided. Mm-hmm. But it's all out, out of this judgment thing. And I don't even know if it's a bad motive. I don't know that I'm making that case as well or keeping that point as clear. I think the things you said at the beginning of that, of your, um, your, monologue. That was. <laughs> your speech to your person, well, you mentioned soon you might get mad at you, um, is the honesty part of that. Because it made me think of a couple weeks ago. And this is going to be real honest. And Tim listens to this podcast, so I have to be careful here. But I just told him. I was like, this is making me think bad things about you, and I don't want to think bad things about you. First time in 25 years I ever said that. (laughs) But I'm to the point where I can say that. And so, you know, I think uh, there has to be an element of honesty there. But Just like you said, start the podcast. Yes, and and a willingness to go there, 
but um, that fear sometimes will trip us up. And then, and then depending on how high an idol that person or, or thing is, then that's the level of, you know, our, we have to do it, our anxiety, the fear. I think it's like direct correlation, you know, to however... Well, this is a generalized anxiety because <laughs> if you don't got love, then all you got is dead. Because mm-hmm. you're going to die, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. That I will promise you. There will be no one that's ever been or that's listening to the podcast right now, right now or might even ever catch it in some future sort of t- context that isn't going to die. Mm-hmm. But are you going to be resurrected? Are you right. going to have a resurrected body? Right. Or is your soul... What does that look like? Is you? God going to, again, mm-hmm. breathe mm-hmm. the breath of life into you again? So we're going to go to chapter 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled, of the word of life, for the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness and shew unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, and with His Son Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. This then is the message which you have heard of him. And this is how he starts the chapter, by the way. Because again, it's all context. Mm-hmm. You've got to start with foundationally the truth. Right. Then you've got to hold on to it. That's what I was trying to say earlier in the podcast. Right. I lose the point. I get lost in the darkness and declare to you. Here we go. No, this is interesting. No pun intended about the darkness. That God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, if you don't get this, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. That's the important part. And the blood of him, we don't make idols of things. We don't get angry. We don't judge. We have fellowship with one another in the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So here's my point. That was all First John chapter 1. You've got to start there. But you've got to get to the point where you can not only not make idols of things of this world, but you have to own your own stuff. Mm-hmm. What was he said to Tim? <laughs> this situation we were talking about makes me think bad thoughts about you, and I don't want to think bad thoughts about you. So, where in that is Tim? Making you think bad thoughts. Right. right. And where is that? Right. That there are bad thoughts yeah. in you waiting for Tim mm-hmm. to fall off the pedestal. Exactly. And I mean, it, it didn't. And, and I'm not talking Tim. I'm talking my wife, Sydney. Right. I'm talking well, the people that are my friends. I'm talking family. And it doesn't take a psychologist. <laughs> And we'll talk to it you. never it takes a psychologist. How psychologist. many psychologists does it take to change a light bulb? Right. <laughs> the what's one, the, the but the light bulb has to want to change. Oh, boy. Wow, I walked right in that. Um, it doesn't take very long to figure out that that's 
really incorrect, you know, so I realized that, and I said that in a moment of frustration in the middle of a heated, you know, wasn't heated, I don't know why I said heated, and I was, like, intensely feeling, you know, because I'm kind of emotional that way, like, when it comes to things that we've put on the pedestal, the things that we've made idols out of, and so I had to be careful with that, um, but that's, that's what I said to him, and so did he make me think anything? No. Am I codependent towards him? <laughs> Maybe. Um, so I have to look oh, at that. Carolyn, go with me on this. Okay, I trust you. It's okay. Yeah. It's just attachment abandonment issues. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You had a rough child. It's okay. <laughs> People worded your life. I mean, these are things psychologists yeah. tell you. This yeah. is a wonderful, oh, thank you for setting this yeah. up. This is a wonderful yeah. opportunity just to make this point. Mm -hmm. I understand that. You understand that. We've been trained in that. That's mm -hmm. not the answer. Mm -hmm. That's not the win. Right. It, it is okay that's for, the obvious for me to have thing. compassion for you, and mm -hmm. I do. I love mm -hmm. you. Right. And it's okay for me to, to relate mm -hmm. in compassion yeah. to my own trauma. But we've all had it, which mm -hmm. doesn't dismiss the trauma. Right. It just means you're only halfway there if that's all you get. Mm -hmm. If you don't get the remainder of the answer, mm -hmm. the first John 1, and somebody doesn't say, but you don't believe that God loves you. Right, right. Because if you start there, mm -hmm. then everything else mm -hmm. lines itself out. Mm -hmm. There's no idols. There's no idol worshiping. Mm -hmm. It's okay to like certain things. And it's okay right. to put your wife or your husband on a pedestal. Right. Just when they start to show yeah. their real metal. You have to remember. The clay yeah. feet that they right. really are. Right. Nebuchadnezzar. The right. vision. Daniel interpreted it. Mm -hmm. The dream. Mm-hmm. And you just got to realize, ah, oh, yeah, that's true. They got mm -hmm. clay feet. Mm -hmm. But there is a God, yeah. and there is Jesus, right. and I love him. Amen. And that's the light that I'm going to live in. Mm -hmm. Because if I live in that life, what does it say? Mm -hmm. I'll have fellowship not only with him, but I'll have fellowship with one another. And mm -hmm. all that loving, the royal law, mm -hmm. it's easy. Yeah. You know, we could go through all of First John, which is not very long, and I'd love to do it mm -hmm. on the podcast, and mm -hmm. we can maybe create a series, and then people get bored, and they don't listen to the next <laughs> podcast, and they want new points, fresh points, uh -huh. rattle them off. But the idea, though, is it's not hard. John says that. It's not hard once you get this right. The hard is if you start with the wrong premise or you remain mm -hmm. in childish, sort of, when I was a child, I put away childish things. Mm-hmm. Faith, hope, and love. The Apostle Paul, 1 Corinthians 13, mm -hmm. he got it, finally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was and in him. With that, the never... answer had to come right. from within, mm -hmm. within him. And that's what, again, if we had the time, for John says, that's in you. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit's in you. You don't do anything. God loved you. That's what we read earlier. But you start with that. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing is, is like that statement I made it to him. I know he's imperfect, and I know that people that I interact with are imperfect. So I, I don't necessarily expect perfection out of them. It's when I see my own imperfections come out, and that's where, like you said, that's when it needs to turn to Christ. That's when I need to turn the dial back to him and not to everything else. And... I'm, I'm going to share this, and I, I kind of want your, your thoughts about this. <laughs> I don't know why. I just keep feeling led. I need to, to share this. But I was thinking back when you were talking about fears and 
things we can be afraid of, and, and I mentioned spiders earlier. But I think that my very earliest fear, I think I was about three, and I remember that they were, my parents were out in the lake, in Zanesville Lake, and my mom was out there. I remember seeing her, and she wanted me to come to the water. She wanted me to come into the lake, and, I, and there was like sand, I guess, like a little you know, like a beach type area or whatever. And I remember being there by myself. <laughs> and I remember her motioning me, like, come out here, come out here and be with us. And this is the first time, and I felt it many times since then, but it's the first time I remember being afraid, like I didn't want to go out there, but the pull was so strong. I mean, that was my mom, you know, like they're, and, and they're laughing, they're splashing water. And it, I remember there was like little beach toys or something, like little sand toys. <laughs> and I couldn't do it. And why was I traumatized as like three? I don't know. I don't know what it was. But I just remember being so afraid. And I'm, I always struggled with that because it was kind of like, why would you be afraid of something when there's nothing to be afraid of? Yikes. But... I don't know. I just wanted to share that with you because it seemed really like, I don't know, something I really couldn't process. But um, the older I get, the more I realize that there's things that I'm not well, going to understand. And how old were you? Three. Well, and that's the point. Yeah. Three-year-olds can only, and that's the point. Yeah. It doesn't mean, I mean, it certainly means. <laughs> no way you could take it other than to mean. The memory's going to be there. You mm -hmm. just have to rightly interpret it mm -hmm. and so much stuff by the time we get to that point where we can rightly interpret it not judge it right understand it mm -hmm. and then as with accepting jesus as lord and savior and within all of the teaching hopefully <laughs> we could get growing up as mm -hmm. a child mm -hmm. all the word that otherwise would be shared have been shared all the sunday school classes the lessons all the things that we've learned about jesus mm -hmm. which we because we had good parents. Mm -hmm. They rightly brought us up in that way. All of that will help us when we accept Jesus mm -hmm. to then go back to where you stuff that thing, wherever you put that. Mm -hmm. Compartmentalize, put mm -hmm. it in the closet, put mm -hmm. it in the box, mm -hmm. hit it away because it's mm -hmm. still scary. Mm -hmm. And it has all those feelings attached to it. Mm -hmm. It does genuinely, once you have a mental image, mm -hmm. you're not reliving it right. literally, right. but you right. are. Right. In your brain, that's mm -hmm. how wonderful the brain is. Mm -hmm. And there's, again, some adaptive evolutionary benefit, fight or flight. It's good to remember things. Mm -hmm. You just have to cleanse it. Mm -hmm. And that's really what the Word does. The Word gives us the proper context to look at all those things and cleanse it. And the Word keeps me from getting in the darkness. And the great thing the Word does is not only does it keep me from putting other people on pedestals, mm -hmm. but it keeps me from climbing up on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. And you know, I even look at you, I'm speaking figuratively now, mm -hmm. and say, Carolyn, don't put me on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. Oh, you Cindy. <laughs> she, she never listens to podcasts anyhow. Cindy, don't put me on a pedestal because mm -hmm. I am human. Right. Right. But when you look at me that way and I've disappointed you mm -hmm. and you, I feel cr like I've crushed you mm -hmm. and all these great innocent things that you believed in me and mm -hmm. I'm not Batman, mm -hmm. I'm not mm -hmm. Batman, Superman, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> even you look at me that way, I'm not even Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's awful. 
Hmm. It's horrible. It's when your child looks at you and all of a sudden you realize they see you for what you are. Mm -hmm. But the nice thing is, John says, if you can do this, as with John, 1 John chapter 1, live in the light as he is in the light, mm -hmm. without judgment. But he doesn't say without context. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you're going to do it, let God be the judge. But if you do it with the mind of God, the mind of Christ, the word as your context, and you stay true and faithful to the word, then he is doing it. You just have to know the Word. You have to be taught the Word. You have to read the Word. You have to study the Word. You have to <laughs> allow the gift, all that read and study and all that, to be stirred up in you. You have to be reminded of what's really in you. Right. You have to know what love is really about. You have to make a commitment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't just say, for Sean, he talks about this. I am going, I love you, and then you don't do nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there you go, that's mm -hmm. that hick stuff. Mm -hmm. Anything about it, that's not right. You got it wrong, mm -hmm. folks. You've got it wrong. I don't care if you're in the pulpit, in the choir, in the praise band, on the praise team, mm -hmm. in the first pew, second, third, fourth pew, mm -hmm. or if you sneak in the back of the church 15 minutes after it's begun because you don't want to talk to anybody, and you take the only place on the back that you can get to, and then you escape 10 or 15 minutes before they break up, so you don't have to talk. Is that you? It's me. <laughs> All of that, though, doesn't matter if you really live in the light of his perfect love. Mm -hmm. But that's what I think most of us are scared of. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're afraid of love. Mm -hmm. Because the only way you find out if it's really love mm -hmm. is if you tell everybody who you really are. Mm -hmm. Vulnerability. But if you live by the word, then the judgment is God's going to conform you as in sanctify and clean you up, mm -hmm. clean the memories up, cleanse it all, clean you, sanctify you, cleanse you mm -hmm. as with washing by the word mm -hmm. so that you'll be clean. But it's daily, that's right. what we're saying. But if we don't live in that light, we're not going to have that fellowship and mm -hmm. we're going to end up killing each other. Mm -hmm. And that's what they did to Jesus. That's what we did to Jesus. That's mm -hmm. what the devil, this is how he gets into that judgment thing. Because we really want Jesus to save us. A lot of people kill Jesus because they believe in Jesus. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. That's how trick the devil, tricky mm -hmm. the devil is, the trickery of the devil. He can convince you, well, Jesus really loved you. He'd save you right now. Mm -hmm. God really loved you. He'd send a legion of angels down. Mm -hmm. If you really loved you, you would not be on the wilderness right now. You wouldn't be hungry at all. If you really mm -hmm. loved you, you would not be on this cross. If you mm -hmm. really loved you, then you wouldn't be persecuted by the people that you love so much. You mm -hmm. wouldn't still love the people and get rejected. I mean, who are you? You must not be worth much of anything. Mm -hmm. Look at them. They hate you. Mm -hmm. They don't get you at all. I think most of us feel that too. I don't yeah. know that most of us would own that feeling. Right. But who would want to? That's all, but that's God all. did not give us a spirit of fear. Yes. I love that verse. But it's the boldness mm -hmm. to be who you are. But don't mm -hmm. think that because you're going to tell me everything you are, you should stay there. I'm going to like think that's right. great. Right. You right. know, let the word of God. Right. I'm going to say, I'm not going to judge you. Let the word of God judge mm -hmm. you. I'm so going to love you. Right. But the word of God has to conform you mm -hmm. into the image of Christ. And mm -hmm. even John 
the beloved, mm-hmm. who is really about love, starts with that. You have to start with First John chapter 1 and not call God a liar. Mm. I think that's an important point that you said, <clears throat> the, excuse me, the stating of our vulnerability, but we can't stay there. And that's what, when people come to see me, we talk about that a lot. Obviously, I want them to share, you know, where they're at, and and I hope that they would be vulnerable enough to be honest and and open up to me. And then this is where we go from there forward, because we're always on a path following Christ, right? So this is what we're learning. And so I sort of model it that direction because I want them to see not only themselves moving, because we are moving, but making progress. And so, you know, and sometimes I'll say, well, you know, this is what I'm, I'm learning to trust him more in this area. And, and I think that that's okay to say that. Um, I don't think that they necessarily need to hear that as far as, you know, my, my life. But I think that it's important that they know that, that this is something that we're moving towards. It's not just a, once you learn this, you mentioned that about all the things we learn growing up and it's not a, it's not a lesson that we, we learn, we check it off and we pass that and then, okay, we're done. You know, we've arrived or whatever. That's, that's not how it works. If I hit my ring again, I'm going to take it off. So I just, I think that's an important point. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I feel like that people, um, I want them to be able to be vulnerable and, and to know where it is that they are not loving or feeling loved, you know, to just be aware of it. There's so many things I think well, that we're just not even you, aware you, of. And once we can look at that, okay, this is, you know, where we're at basically. Because a lot of people don't, I don't think they even are ready to go there or even know to go there. And but, that's okay. But you really don't understand. You would not human mm-hmm. understand comprehension. Mm-hmm. Sin. Mm-hmm. Except that there would be the Old Testament. And though the Old right. Testament would be to the condemnation, right. the pointing out to of point sin. Out of sin. Mm-hmm. But if that's all that we do, then you don't excuse it away like psychology does. Mm-hmm. You don't pretend mm-hmm. well, it away. You don't justify happened. it. Mm-hmm. You don't say, well, you're mm-hmm. a special case. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to leave you right here mm-hmm. so you can be whatever you want to be. Mm-hmm. You want to be transgender, you can be transgender. You want to be homosexual, you can be homosexual. Yeah. And I'm not slamming those individuals. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying... That is not, though, the way God intentioned right. it to right. be. Right. And this is a Christian broadcast, so mm-hmm. I have a, a ability to say that within that context. Mm-hmm. If it were a secular broadcast, and I've got word, would mm-hmm. they play? If you're a Christian and you're offended by the fact that my preaching as the Apostle Paul is going to be to the particular audience, I'm not going to take away from the Word of God, but I am going to probably not be as inclined to be judgmental. But that's what he was doing with the New Testament churches, Mm -hmm. the Gentiles. He didn't mean don't ever conform. He said until you figure out what the Word of God is, until you start to get the culture, the understanding of what sin is, until you really can listen to your heart, as I could speak for the Apostle Paul, Mm then we're going to give you a pass on all this crazy stuff you're doing right now. But in the end, God will judge you. And I don't think Paul, anyway, along the way, stepped back from that. No. But it's not my job to keep 
pushing people in their faces, mm-hmm. pu- pushing that in a, p- a person's face. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Yes. But I can remind them, I'm sorry, I don't really agree with that premise, but I can love you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But is that not also what John's talking about here? It's love, but it's not love without some sort of understanding of what the sin nature is. It's love with the realization that we're all sinners. Mm-hmm. The only way any of us would otherwise come anywhere close to loving each other as Christ or the way that the world would maybe operate best according to the word, God paradigm, mm-hmm. is if we allow at least enough forgiveness and acceptance. And how do you know somebody loves you until you can say those things? Right. You know, I can see your stuff, Carolyn, but I still love you. But I don't do that in a hypocritical way, and I don't do that to belittle you. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't do that to re- just remind you mm-hmm. of where you are so you don't get better than me or whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying that because we need to have that. That's living mm-hmm. in the light. Mm-hmm. But it is a personal thing. It's between us and God, mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit will do that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that I have to move off the point. It just means I don't have to, like, rub your nose <laughs> Right. in it or beat you up with it. That's not right. my job. Yeah. My job is to love you and to keep doing what I'm doing. I think we do on the podcast, exhorting, yeah. encouraging, Absolutely. reading the word, referencing it. When they come in and they receive counsel, I don't just excuse their sin and say, mm-hmm. well, just stay in it. Right. I, as a Christian counselor, right. I say, yeah, but the word of God says. Mm-hmm. So let's mm-hmm. try to see if we can get closer to that. Yeah. Or how might we do that? Yeah. Or where are you in that process mm-hmm. of getting there? Or how can we ask the Holy Spirit to reveal unto us right. until that day when Jesus, when Jesus comes again or we go home to be the Lord, that we can continue to be better, sanctified, right. Right. And that's cleansed. All, that's the whole goal of covenants is that what you just said and I I really you know me my heart sometimes gets me you know um, I was walking in this morning and I was coming up the sidewalk to our office here where we record and this couple was walking towards me and I didn't know it till I ran in the corner and we all you know I was run into each other but they were coming one way and I was coming the other and we just sort of you know face each other and as soon as they saw me, they both, and, and I have a feeling that, you know, I, I could be wrong, but, you know, there's a lot of, um, of people that struggle. I, I, I don't know that I should say homeless. Um, I don't know that they were homeless, but um, just perhaps not in the best time <laughs> when they were coming down the sidewalk as far as, you know, their life situation I don't know but um, and that's not to be judgmental but I just sensed that as soon as we rounded the corner and I looked at them and I smiled at them they immediately put their heads down like this as far as it would go and walked past me and you know that really saddened me because I felt like they were putting their heads down like in shame like they couldn't even look at me and it wasn't just like, I'm going to look down at the sidewalk while I'm walking. I mean, it was like, I can't look at you. And I, I just got really sad for a moment. And I was like, you know, I just wanted to love you. I do love you. And, it, you know, that's the thing. So when you, um, when you think about talking to, to um, you or I, um, 
or, you know, even another trusted friend. That's the thing is, is that we're going to love you, but we're going to let the Holy Spirit lead us. But I want people to know that they can come here without having to hang their head. You know, that we're going to speak the truth in love. I like to say that a lot. And But this verse has been perfect today. I've really enjoyed this conversation because um, fear not only grips people, but it also dictates people. Well, in Jesus, we always, I want to say this properly, so I paused or hesitated. In Jesus, we have, that's what I'm saying, complete and total access to God and His love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But how many of us are scared of God and His love? Right. How many of us are scared that we're not going to measure up? How many of us are going to continue in that childhood Mm -hmm. sort of way, childish Mm -hmm. sort of way of Mm -hmm. childhood, those experiences Mm -hmm. of rejection and Mm -hmm. judgment Mm -hmm. and abandonment and condemnation? How many of us are going to be afraid? And, and of course, that is, a, that is the basic message of all churches. We, we're open to everyone. But, but let me just remind everyone, though, that would say that. At the same time, though, it's only possible that we would understand that love were it not for someone saying, yeah, but you got to do better. Mm-hmm. You can't live like this. You can't stay in this place. Mm-hmm. You can't still shoot up on the streets. Mm-hmm. You can't sleep on the streets. You can't. You have to get better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's the way that works. It's not condemnation. It's sanctification. And if you have a change of heart, you're going to want to be better. Right. And that may change culturally. I mean, there may, I don't know, come a day when everybody's shooting up. I won't be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe the standard changes and maybe then you still, the, the one thing that doesn't is the love of God. But I think as far as the word would be concerned, I think it's always going to come back to that. Mm-hmm. That's an idol. We can't worship idols. We have to worship God. But until people really get that love of God or that mm-hmm. message, First mm-hmm. John chapter 1, they're going to be, enmity is going to manifest mm-hmm. itself. Don't you because think, there's enmity that's there. I'm sorry. Don't, Naturally so. Don't you think that sometimes people separate that? Me and Tim had a conversation about that. Sometimes people separate out Jesus from God. When you said that about the condemnation, do you sometimes feel like, have you ever met somebody that's well, seen Jesus remember as that loving God. and kind and he's, you but know, we have the he's almost like a hippie, you know? <laughs> and then there's God up in the sky, like ready to throw the lightning bolts. Well, at that's us. why I said though, Jesus. I brought that up mm-hmm. with that thought in mind. Mm-hmm. That that's why we have an advocate with the Father. Mm-hmm. But people who was not without being that. touched with the feelings of our infirmity. Mm-hmm. That was an always tempted like we are. Mm-hmm. But we have to we have to sync them together. Do well, you, Jesus does that. But in people's minds, they I feel like sometimes they see it as yes, different. Yes, but they are not accepting Jesus on the cross, nor are they accepting the fact that they have to, again, face the inevitability of mm-hmm. their own mortality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and death. And they're still looking for somebody to come along and save them. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You have to realize the power is in you, mm-hmm. not you. It's the Holy Spirit in you, mm-hmm. but it has to begin with that in you, mm-hmm. except that you would then chase after anything that looks like it's going to save you. Mm-hmm. And then you're just going to be pipers. <laughs> Piper, what was mm-hmm. it? You're just going to be 
the old fable or fairy mm-hmm. tale or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're just going to be led over the cliff mm-hmm. with the rest of the lemmings. Is that mm-hmm. the is that the animals that I remember the Walt Disney films back in the fifties and sixties? Yeah. They all jumped over the cliff together. You know, they were rushing to the sea and but, but broad is the way mm-hmm. to damnation. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, first John, there's a lot of false prophets out there. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to be one of them. Right. So I'm not going to give you half a message. I'm not going right. to just say, well, it's all about Jesus and love right. and acceptance because right. that is rationalization and excuse mm-hmm. for all the mistakes. Mm-hmm. You still need to be cleansed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't, you'll go out and collect however many more evil spirits, mm-hmm. seven more, mm-hmm. <laughs> and come mm-hmm. back and they'll find your house all clean right. and garnished and they'll all come move back in with you. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work. It's a cycle of, as we used to call it, cycle of sin. Mm-hmm. True redemption and resurrection means that you don't pretend away your sin. You understand the price that's been paid to mm-hmm. compensate for it. Mm-hmm. The atonement, the sacrificial lamb that Jesus was, Mm -hmm. which then gives him the ability to bridge the gap. But there is no gap between him and God. He is God. Right. And the Holy Spirit. I know. But I'm making that point, though, because that's where that that argument goes. Mm -hmm. There is no separation. Mm -hmm. There's God, Father, Jesus, Son, and Holy Spirit. They're all one. We know that. And then it's. It comes to us to try to articulate that to people, to help them understand. And even I, as a younger Christian, sort of had a little bit of that mindset myself. Um, because somebody asked me, you know, where is God? Isn't that an interesting question to ask a Christian? Where is God? It's like, hmm, he's in heaven, right? He's, he's up there. Little did I know, whew, I, you know, I was just immature in my thinking. And, and I, you know, like I confessed earlier, I'm still learning. But... He's in here. And what is that? Is it a Greek word? What is that? When it, um, I can't think what it is, but the definition is like dynamo, like dynamite, the Holy Spirit. Dudamus. Yeah. Greek. I mean, that's, been put in, that's been put inside of mm-hmm. us. And so, you know, we all have that. Um, if we are followers of Christ, we have that inside of us. Um, so I keep thinking about the woman that was caught in adultery you said, you know, there has to be cleansing. And he and he did that. And he said, your sins are forgiven. And then he said, go and sin no more. It was complete. It was Old Testament and New Testament in that one little scene. And I love that because there wasn't, I mean, she didn't go and get like 30 lashes or whatever. But then she wasn't just like, oh, it's okay. Your other four husbands abused you. I know why you're with this guy. You know, I, and that's not to take away from anybody that's been in abuse. But that... He didn't excuse her behavior, but he forgave it. And but then he told her to, you know, don't do on. <gasps> go and sin no more. Yeah, like right. don't do that again. Right. And I love that because that's the Jesus that I want to know. That and that judgment follow. is the Word of God, and certainly mm-hmm. there is then Word and living Word, and that Jesus is the living Word. Mm-hmm. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him. Because he first loved us. Carolyn, how do folks get a hold of us? You can give us a call, 304-528-9220. Or you can go online, covenantsonline.com. You can send us an email. We'd love to hear from you, covenants.llc1 at yahoo.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, 
And don't forget to check out all of our podcasts. Should I say amen? You say whatever you want. Amen. (laughs) And I would also want to say we can't wait to meet with you again on our next podcast of What is Covenant? Specialized Pastor Care Services, Christian Counseling Ministry with Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay. And never forget, we want you to be blessed.